Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode of Leadership Stars. And I have an absolutely extraordinary gentleman on the show today. And I want to ask you all a question. What if you were told by experts that you would never walk again? In fact, you wouldn't even move again. What would you do? How would you feel? Would you be able to defy the odds and recover fully and then go on to teach others how to achieve high-level performance in their lives and their businesses? If so, then the story that Gary Buckman's going to teach us today is definitely something that you all need to hear and want to hear. His story and the techniques that he used himself to recover and to thrive are really the inspiring pieces that we're going to talk about here on the show. So I'd like to welcome Gary Buckman to the show. Gary, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for having me. It is so good to have you on the show. Your story, I mean, when when you first told this to me, what, four or five years ago, yeah. I was in awe of you. I mean, you are such a strong, healthy, vibrant man. And to see the pictures of you when you were injured, it's, it is an incredible story. So would you tell our audience your story? Sure. Yeah. Um, in uh, college, I was a high-level competitive gymnast. Mm-hmm. And one day at practice during the vaulting event, I ran down the runway and I actually took off on my wrong foot to do the Ooh. vault and uh, instantly knew that you know, I was going to be in trouble. So I made a snap decision halfway through the skill to kick out of it, you know, to save myself from a harsh landing, thinking it was a great decision. Mm. And the next thing I knew, I was about a foot and a half off the ground going head first for a four-inch landing mat on a hardwood floor. And I was so lost that I didn't even have time to get my hands up, and I hit square on the top of my head like an arrow being shot into the ground. And mm. and uh, it knocked me completely out and when I regained consciousness, um, my neck was broken and I was paralyzed. And um, once I got, you know, into the care of the doctors and in the hospital, I was uh, flat on my back in traction for eight weeks. Um, and the doctors came in one day and the experts and said that uh, I wasn't responding to any of the treatments so that, you know, they said you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. And I said, no, that's not the plan. <laughs> that is <laughs> you know? not my plan. That's Christ. not my plan. I have goals and aspirations of what I want to do in my life. And uh, I just uh, made a decision, you know, in that moment to uh, heal myself. And I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing or how long it was going to take me. But I just knew, you know, that I was going to do that. And so what actually did you do, Gary, to basically overcome the obstacles that the medical profession put in front of you? Well, first and foremost, you know, I just, you know, I, there's power in making a decision, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it helped a lot that I was 20 years old at the time. <clears throat> and I just said no. And I, I you know, I, and once I made that decision, you know, um, 
it sent the energy out, you know, into the universe and everything else. And it's kind of gave me hope and, and, and uh, power to think, you know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then I, I used a lot of, I used a formula that we'll talk more about later um, the you know, to heal myself. And it, it had a lot of different steps in it. Um, and, you know, the first thing was I was crystal clear, you know, of what I was going to do that I was going to heal myself. Um, I wasn't clear on how that was going to happen, but I was clear that that's what I was going to do. And then um, my, I had a very powerful why, you know, because, you know, first and utmost, um, I wanted to have a normal life again. I wanted to be moving and walking and, and go back to my normal life. And I wanted to comp- complete my competitive career. And I wanted to graduate from college. And I wanted to go on to my dream job uh, as a coach because um, I knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. I, I got hooked on coaching when I was in high school with uh, my mentor and, and coach um, in the private club business. And um, I just loved teaching. So, you know, I, I had my why and I was clear about it. Um, I made the decision. Um, I did a lot of visualization. This is, you know, a very powerful tool that, you know, all successful people, you know, uh, business people, um, uh, movie stars, singers, everybody, you know, every top performer in their in their profession use. So I visualized a lot, and then I did a lot of, um, you know, little steps, you know, like I kind of just reverse engineered, you know, where I was going and what can, what can I do first to get on my road. So that's kind of it in a nutshell there. Gary, I love that. It's it's almost like you took turtle steps. Um, I have a, a wonderful woman who sh- shared that with me about last month um, about taking turtle steps as you're um, doing a big project rather than, you know, leaping in and taking a huge bite and then realizing that you've taken on too much and that you really have to back off. So I love the fact that um, how you worked this was by taking small steps and recognizing that each one of them was um, a success and something to celebrate and then to take the next step and to move on and, and just to keep moving forward, right? Yeah, you know, it really taught me a lot. You know, my my accident was, you know, very preventable. Um, you know, I sh- you know, what happened when my training was, along with my ego and my coach's ego, we skipped a lot of basic steps, a lot of, you know, awareness things that I needed to learn. So when I was in trouble, I didn't even know I was in trouble until it was too late. So that's what came out of it, you know, after that is I, I, I developed a sequential step-by-step uh, basic program that went from A to B to C to D and uh, made the big goal seem like the simple part of it. It was the time-staking little steps that, that allowed you to achieve, you know, the goal, the end vision of what you wanted to do. And Gary, I think that's so very important when, you're, when you are a coach or you're a trainer and you're teaching some, somebody something new and especially something that has, um, da- I want to say danger in it and built into it. Uh, so, you know, I've worked with people in uh, various manufacturing environments where it's really easy to get a hand in the wrong place or to um, cut some bolts too early and realize that, ooh, there was molten metal in there and I'm going to burn or whatever it might be um, that that could happen. And that because we as the trainers often shortcut the training, thinking, I'm just going to give you the, you know, what I've learned in a nutshell, rather than teaching them, as you said, the why. Why do we do this? Why do we do it this way? Why is is the long 
the long version. What is it? How do, how do you go through it? So they understand the rationale for the steps. And then once they've got that down pat and it's become muscle memory, then you can teach the shortcuts. But by teaching the shortcuts without the rationale behind it, you're really um, providing a disservice to your student, right? Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, what I found over my 47-year career of teaching was that, you know, you'll, you can go to a certain level, you know, by skipping steps. But mm-hmm. then somewhere you're going to plateau, and that's the end of it. You know, you're gonna, that's as far as you can go. And then you're going to have to go back and pick up those, you know, skills that, you know, that you didn't learn at the beginning. And it's, sometimes it's a lot harder to do that, you know, when you've gotten to a certain level to take steps backwards and go, you know, back and do what you need to do to, to get to the next, you know, level of where you want to go. So it's just, it's just much easier to do it, you know, right the first time. And that's, that's what I was so passionate about is, you know, I, I saw what happened to me, you know, without skipping steps. And then I, I swore, you know, that that would never, ever happen to one of my athletes ever. And uh, so I just, you know, developed this, you know, step-by-step program and, uh, you know, and it's a, it's a philosophy. It's, it's a way of, of training and a way of life that, you know, that they, that they tuned into. And then by doing that, and when they bought into that program, they were very successful. Gary, do you believe that if trainers and coaches really broke their methodology down into, as you said, bite-sized pieces, turtle steps, whatever it might be, that we would not have as many injuries on the basketball floor, the the football field, the soccer field, um, the hockey rink, if we actually, or even the gymnastics world, if we actually, you know, went through the steps slowly until it was ingrained in our bodies in such a way that we knew what to do? Yeah, exactly. You know, because there's there's so many different variables, you know, in in um, in the athletic training field. Um, and one of the things, you know, is overtraining, you know, mm. like one of the things that that I was very, very conscious about was, you know, to develop a gymnast all the way up to the elite level and on the USA team and things like that. You have to start them at age five. And 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 it's a 10 year, it's a 10 year process. So, you know, uh, if you start going too fast, too soon, you know, you are going to, one, you're going to cause injuries and, you know, and second, you're going to burn them out. They're they're not going to last for that long of a time. So, yeah, most definitely, you know, if you can, if you can take the step by step things and do everything in a sequential order, um, it would, it would help tremendously in the injury rate, you know, and, um, and just the awareness, you know, that, like I said, um, the the program that, you know, that the basic programs in any sport or in life is the same. You know, it, it develops an awareness. And once you have that awareness, then you know where to go and you can make good decisions and move forward. But without it and you have no awareness, then you're in a little bit of trouble. Well, and I think, too, especially with gymnasts where they start at age five, and I, I want to say most of our athletics these days are starting earlier and earlier and earlier on a competitive level. Um, you know, you, you got t-ball for kids in, in baseball. There's, um, you know, all sorts of younger programs. And you've got kids who are still growing, who are still maturing, who don't have all of the uh, muscle mass and everything that they need. So you, in essence, have to start with the basics and work slowly so that you keep up with their body growth, right? 
Exactly. And one of the things that, you know, that we, you know, that I was, did a lot of was that, you know, we expect these kids to be able to do these skills and they're not physically strong enough yet to do them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so you want to, you want to develop basic strength with them and body positions and alignment and making them aware of everything, you know, all their body parts, at, you know, and so that they can be able to move in a safe way. And, um, you know, most people say, well, let's just start with a skill. Let's just start here and go here. And you're right about everybody starting at a younger age now. And they do, um, don't, you know, and I think a lot of them don't take into consideration, you know, tendon, ligament, and joint strength, mm. where, you know, you cannot, you know, the muscles, a lot of times, young people's muscles can handle the exercises, but their uh, tendons and ligaments and their joints aren't ready for it yet. Right. So, you know. Um, that's a that's a real important consideration to take in training. Absolutely, thank you, Gary, for that. Um, I have a question about leadership. Uh, okay. You had a disability, uh, and there are obviously many other leaders who are out there who have disabilities. What's the biggest challenge that leaders have with uh, leaders with disabilities face? Well, you know, I think it's the same for all of us, all humans. But you know, it's it's the limiting you know, mindset. It's a limiting thought process of what we're capable of doing. Um, I know that uh, that's one of the things that uh, I learned, you know, recovering from my catastrophic injury um, was that I, I realized um, by just trial and error, basically, and, and, and the support of my teammates and everything, of what I was really actually capable of doing. And it actually shocked me. And I think that, you know, if we don't underestimate what we can do uh, and don't set limitations on ourselves, you know, anything is possible. And our mind is such a powerful tool. And when you have the mind and the body working as one, you're unstoppable. That's, that's very encouraging, to say the least. I know uh, we had uh, a young gentleman uh, on last, last week, Sean Sullivan, who is um, on the autistic spectrum uh, and, he, and he said, you know, I started out as a low-functioning autistic, but I worked my tail off. I worked very hard. I did all the things I needed to do until I could be at a high-functioning level. And, and again, I think that's, I, I think you're right. I think it's mindset. It would have been very easy for him to just say, that's where I am. This is what I'll do. This is all I can expect. Instead of really breaking through that and saying, I'm not letting this disability hinder me. I am going to be the best I possibly can in spite of my disabilities, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, Gary, have you worked at all with like the Special Olympics or any of those teams? Um, a little bit, yes. In our in, in my gym, you know, I, I actually let the uh, Special Olympics uh, teams come in and train because they have their own trainers and everything else. It was very inspirational for me and for our staff and for our kids to see you know, what these, you know, students were capable of doing and, and overcoming. It was just phenomenal. So that's one of the things that uh, was one of the most rewarding things that we ever did in the gym was was to have that group come in and train with us. I think that's fantastic. I, I love um, when Dancing with the Stars, I mean, I know it's a, a, you know, a commercial TV program, but I love when they bring in wonderful people who have a physical disability, um, you know, someone who has a uh, low vision, almost blind, someone who can't hear, uh, 
and, you know, those that are missing limbs or whatever it might be. And it is such a powerful message when you, when you look at these people and what they can do and how they adapt and how they overcome and how they really lead um, such a, a, a phenomenal life and can actually do some really phenomenal things just by saying, as you said, I'm not letting this limit me. I'm not letting this um, define me. I'm more than my disability, right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. So, Gary, you you told us earlier on this this segment that your why was, you know, you wanted to have a normal life again. You wanted to complete your career as an athlete, that you wanted your dream job in teaching. So, have, uh, have you in essence, achieved all of those? Yes, every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and the, and the amazing thing was that um, uh, my recovery, um, just to let you know, it took me three years to, um, to recover. And, but uh, I learned so much about, you know, you know, what I could do and what I couldn't do. And I was, I, you know, I wanted to pass that on. And I and that was the, the teaching thing. And mm-hmm. I actually came back stronger than when I left because I worked on all my weaknesses. Ooh. And so um, I took all of that, you know, experience and I put it into a program and I trained my staff of 30 to carry it out. Um, and it was just a joy to sit in that gym and watch, you know, all these, you know, people teaching, you know, good strong basic gymnastics to everyone and uh that was you know it was just amazing the gary buckman style right yes (laughs) (laughs) and you do and you teach all of your athletes how to visualize and i know that that is probably the most number one skill that any leader needs to have is the ability to visualize what the future is you know, what is it going to be a year from now? What is it going to be in after this competition? So, in essence, working through the competition to where will I be at the end of that, right? Exactly. All right. So, audience, while we take a short break, I want you to think about your life. You know, have you reached everything that you visualized having when you were at age 20? And if not, why not? And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, lead with Linda.com. 
Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have with me a really extraordinary uh, leader and someone who has had a successful business for 15 years while traveling the world as a USA national team coach. He's a motivational speaker, an inspirational speaker, and he trains men and women athletes to really attain that elite level for over 40, excuse me, 25 years. But Gary did start when he was two, so I just want you to know that. Uh, (laughs) Gary, it's so good to have you on the show. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we just before uh, we broke, we, we were talking about a couple of things. First of all, I asked the audience to think about their vision. Did, did they have a vision? Did they have a vision for their business? Um, did they have a vision for their life? And I asked you on the break whether you had a vision about your wife. I know when she was on the show, and, and Victoria and I have shown uh, shared this in the past, that she walked in to wherever you all were, and she knew that she was going to meet the man in her vision. And she knew exactly what he looked like and and everything about him, and you were him. So my question is, did you have a vision about Victoria? Yes, I did. I um, <laughs> and It's kind of a similar story, you know. Um, the night that we met... Um, I uh, had an intuition that I was going to meet somebody, uh, mm-hmm. and I usually don't d- follow that. So I went out all by myself <laughs> to uh, <laughs> this dancing establishment. And the funny thing is, is I usually sit in the back. Um, I have a good panoramic view of the whole dance floor and everything and all the people, and and there's a nice fan back there. And something said, you know, you better go sit up front, and I'm saying to myself, no, I'm not going to go sit up front. I sit here. This is my share. <laughs> and, you know, and, I, and then all of a sudden I, he says, go sit up front. And I said, okay, okay, okay. So I went and sat up front. And sure enough, she comes walking in and she walks right by me. 
And I look at her and I say, wow, I think this might be the girl I'm going to meet tonight and, you know, I'm going to have to ask her to dance. And then she turns around and comes back and says, hey, aren't you that gymnastics guy? And I went, whoa, how the heck would she know that? Is it stamped on my forehead or something? <laughs> like, and, um, and she goes, and by the way, you're sitting in my chair. And I said, hmm. And I turned around and there was name tags on the chairs there were stools. And it said, Joe. And I said, funny, you don't look like a Joe. And uh, we started talking and uh, ended up dancing all night. And we've been together ever since. And the rest is history, as they like yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. visualization is, is something that's, that's very important to all of us in all walks of life. And I, I like to say that it's the number one skill in being a true leader is that you have to have a vision. You have to align the people who work with you or are in your movement or wherever it might be in that vision. And that by not having one, it's like, I I actually had somebody say this in a workshop. Well, it's just another year. It's like, (laughs) wow, that's a real testament to, you know, your life that it's just another year. I, I just can't imagine being that, I want to say unaware and not having a, a vision for where do I want to be? What do I want to do? Am I just really slogging my way through this life, hoping that, I don't want to say that it ends soon, but, you know, that there's nothing really to look forward to. How how sad is that? Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, that, <laughs> that's sad. I, that makes, that, that kind of brings tears to my eyes. Um, it does. I, um, I, you know, one of the things that, you know, from, for me, you know, I, visualization was like the main tool that I used in healing myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, and every day I, I mean, I, I got so detailed. I even saw the nerve impulses going from my brains through the neural pathways back to my muscles and making them work again. Wow. Um, you know, just, just cause you know, I, I was so certain that I was going to heal myself that way. And I saw the end vision of, you know, coming back and competing in front of the crowd and going on to my job and, and, but you can use it for any aspect of life. You know, mm-hmm. you can do it, you know, in finding a partner in, in your health, you know, um, in your uh, financial world, whatever it is, you know, just visualize your end goal. And I always encourage people to go beyond, you know, what they think, you know, visualize even bigger because, you know, you you don't want to limit yourself. And, you know, when I visualized my uh, program and my gym and uh, my, my company and everything, um, you know, I, I, I uh, gathered a staff that uh, were caring and compassionate people and because I can't teach that part mm-hmm. and I can teach them all the rest of it. And I visualized, you know, this program I had, but I, you know, I let them know, you know, that without them, you know, my plan was really worthless and that, you know, they were part of the visualization. And Gary, I think that's so important as a leader that when you have a vision, you need to incorporate the visions of the people who are working with you and get them also aligned and in tune with that and going in the same direction that you are. Uh, and, you know, you, you had to bring on people who, one, could have a vision, and two, had their own vision, and then from there, you know, could buy into your vision and to see that for the, the kids who were in your program and what their vision was for where they can go. And it's this huge global vision that's being 
worked on and realized around the world. And I think that's just really, really, really powerful. You also um, said that when you came back, so did you, obviously you must have learned something about anatomy and physiology to be able to, to and the neurology to know how, how the muscles would fire and that kind of thing, Yes. Yes, I was a, a I was a kinesiology and physiology of exercise major, which Ooh. was a which is a fancy word for a physical education major. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so much yeah. more. So more, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I knew how the human body worked. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, in fact, I'd even uh, uh, dissected a human cadaver. So I I really knew how everything looked and worked, and so I I used all of that knowledge and awareness to, uh, you know, visualize and go into depth and detail. Okay. So the strength, you said that the strength you had coming back was greater than the strength you had when, when you were disabled. Um, what about um, the disability strengthening your own leadership skills? How did that work? Well, you know, when I, once I realized, you know, what I was capable of, I was very excited to pass that on to um, my students and my staff to let them realize, you know, what they were capable of. So I would have weekly um, staff meetings every Friday. They would be like three hours long. Oof. And we and we would sit down and we would we would just exchange ideas. I, I would lead the 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 meeting and say, OK, here's here's what we're trying to do today on this event and I'm going to teach all these different parts and then I would say and you know what's what's your idea of this you know and how do you do this because I know that you're not going to be able to spot it exactly like I do or you know you might have some different cues or ideas on what it is and then you know they would uh, at first they were a little shy and then they started saying things and exchanging ideas and I say oh my gosh that's brilliant. That's so much better than mine, you know, and then I would incorporate it. And by doing that, you know, I'm showing them that, you know, their worth and everything, every time that they made, you know, a suggestion, they started really, you know, getting in and realizing what they could do. And then after a while, a lot of my coaches on my coaching staff went on to become head coaches themselves at uh, major universities around the country and different private clubs. And uh, it was um, very, very rewarding. I, that would be Fantastic. I mean, one of the things that I always say about to people is, you know, don't become indispensable and really empower your team to, you know, have new ideas, to work it maybe a little bit differently, to challenge the status quo and really, you know, bring out the best in everyone. And I think you are the epitome of that empowering leader, the one who really wants to uh, make sure that the folks who are working with them, as well as those that are on their team, are you know doing the best they possibly can, being the the greatest reflection of who they are. And I think that's phenomenal. Thank you, Gary, for sharing that. No problem at all. I'm, it's my pleasure. I, I had another I had another thought about you know one of the things that got me in trouble a little bit, you know, was, <laughs> is, you know, it was my ego, you know, I was 20 years old and full of myself, you know, of and, course. Uh, and uh, the universe said, here, smack me on the head, take this, see what, what you think now. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I um, really utilized that lesson also too in my, in my um, training um, programs where, you know, I didn't care how 
you know, a student learned something or who taught it to them. It wasn't that they had to learn it from me and I was the expert and I knew everything. Mm-hmm. You, know, when I, you know, when I started, you know, when I was coaching a, 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 an athlete and I would look in a, at their body language or their facial expressions and I'd say, you know, do you, do you get what I'm telling you? And they say, yeah. And I go, in my mind, I'd say, no, you don't. You're not getting anything I'm telling you and it's not your fault. It's because I'm, you're not, I'm not saying the right thing. I say, so why don't you go over and work with, you know, so-and-so over here and, uh, you know, see how that goes. And then they come back, you know, 10 minutes later and say, I got it, I got it. And I said, great. And they said, what did they tell you, you know? And they say, well, they said it this way. I said, perfect. They were saying the same thing I was saying, but they said it in a different way that resonated with them. And that was very important for the success of the staff and the students. Well, I think for you too, I think that that's awesome that you didn't let your ego get in the way that said, I have to coach them all. And I, ha- I can be the only one whose word that they need to listen to or whose lesson they need to listen to when you knew that there were people on your staff who spoke a different language and that would be one that the kids could understand and the athletes would resonate with and be able to learn it faster, quicker, and more deeply because they actually heard it from two different people. They heard it from you one way, but they heard it from someone else a slightly different way and could incorporate that into, oh, that's how I do that. That's how my muscles work or, or what my muscle memory is. I think that's awesome, Gary. Yeah, that was that was, that was was a big thing for me because, you know, I mean, I did, you know, <laughs> my ego got me in trouble and then my ego was one of my greatest tools later on. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was it was. It was a good lesson. Well, I think too, Gary, that you step into your heart more often than not and look at, you know, what's best serves this this athlete. Is it me or is it someone else on my team? And you probably also knew who the perfect person was to turn them over to, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I knew exactly where to, where to send them. And, uh, and I always expected the same outcome. You know, I knew that they, you know, they'd come back and say, Hey, you know, and I say, that's great. And you know, one of the things that I was really exciting was that I would even tell the students, you know, I would, I would ask them questions. And I say, like, you know, when, when I was coaching them, I'd say, you know, like, well, what did you think about on that one? Cause you know, now you got it. And they go, you know, they'd come off the wall with something like, well, I thought about my baby fingers leading up the front, you know, <laughs> You know, nothing, nothing that, you know, that, that, a, that a technical coach would tell them, you know. And I would, and I would say, you know what, that's perfect. I said, you know, you, go share that with your teammates, you know. And uh, I said, you know, I'd rather have 15 coaches running around the gym, you know, in my group than just me, one. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so that uh, it, was, it was amazing. And they would go, wow, you know. And then people would say, yeah, you know, Becky told me to lead with my baby fingers and now I can do it. And I'm like, great. I don't care how you got it. You got it. <laughs> That's great. I, I I love the fact that you use not only your team and your students to to learn to be able to get new ideas and and really imp- improve and and make it even better. Uh, I think that's part of the whole collaboration piece that I know we as women do. It's a feminine quality as opposed to always being in competition with each other. Uh, I think that's just really really powerful. So Gary, you have. Five steps. Mm-hmm. And could you share with us, please, the five yeah. steps? No problem. Yeah, this is the formula I use to heal myself. So step number one is clarity. You need to be crystal clear on what your end goal or vision is, where you're trying to go. Um, that's the foundational step that all the other steps build off of. Your second one is your why. And it needs to be a burning why. 
In other words, it needs to be something that's very personal to you, something that you're very passionate about. Um, Jim Rome had a saying, you know, a quote that said, you know, the, the bigger the why, the easier the how. And uh, I truly believe that. And step number three is commitment. Um, we need to decide to decide to do whatever it takes, you know, to achieve our goals and our end vision. And then we need to decide to make smart daily decisions, which I think is just as, as important, if not more so, in attaining your goals. And then step number four is one we've already talked about, visualization. This is the most powerful tool that, you know, successful people use in every aspect of their life. And then step number five is reverse engineering. Um, you start with your end goal and you sequentially go backwards step by step by step until you get to the first baby step that you can take that will help you attain your goal. And that's, wow. yeah. <laughs> That seems so easy, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like it, but uh, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Some of those some of those steps are, I want to say, difficult for people. Um, you know, first of all, being clear. I mean, mm-hmm. we, it's it's difficult for us to be clear as to well, what do we really want? What is that end goal that we're working towards, and that kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, as you said, the why, the burning passion, what is that and how does that fit in the clarity of the end result, commitment, um, smart daily decisions, and, and knowing that you have to recommit to it every day, every time you step in the gym, every time you step into the office or on stage or wherever you are. Visualization, we can't talk too much about that. Um, it's interesting, the reverse engineering, in other words, okay, I want to be here, how do I get there? What are the major milestones behind that that make it happen and all of that? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to think about, do you have a clear why? Do you have commitment on a daily basis with what you're doing? Do you visualize? And of course, have you reversed engineering? Have you taken it from your end point and taken it back to where you are today to figure out how you're going to get there? And we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? 
Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have an incredible man on with us today. He's a teacher. He's a leader. He has a passion to share his techniques and experiences with now business owners and entrepreneurs to help them to achieve that championship level of success, to really get the gold in their business. And I want to welcome back Gary Buckman. Gary, welcome back. Thank you so much, Linda. It's great to be here. Uh, and we, we just finished talking about the five steps that you have in your program around clarity, why, commitment, visualization, and reverse engineering. And then I asked you a question on the break, uh, and I, I sort of want you to talk about this, which is around rituals. Uh, you, know, you look at uh, professional athletes and, you know, just before they, they bat, they have, a, you know, they, they un, unfasten their their braces on their arms, they do something with their hat, they, you know, play with the bat, uh, whatever it might be, but they have these rituals that they do. And you said something very interesting about gymnastics and what you taught your, your students that was a ritual, but different. Tell us about that. Yeah. You know, when we, you know, gymnastics is such a taxing, you know, uh, sport, you know, on all all of your muscles in your body because you use them all <laughs> for this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we would we would train very, very hard during the week. And let's say we had a meet coming up on Saturday or something. We would train uh, through Thursday. Um, and we would probably cut strength off because we would, we all, not only did we do, do all of our, con, you know, uh, routine work and everything all the time, but we'd also do strength every day after that. Mm-hmm. And so we would, we would uh, do strength, you know, um, all the way up until like Wednesday and stop the strength workout. And then Thursday we would have just a normal workout of going through routines. And then Friday we would just come in and work on certain parts that, uh, you know, each individual wanted to, uh, you know, do just to you know to spruce it up for the last you know little bit and um so that we would be totally recovered 
you know, because recovery is a big thing in, in mm-hmm. athletics. And so, you know, so they would be mentally recovered and they'd be physically recovered so that when they hit the floor on Saturday, they were at optimal levels of all. Okay. And Gary, you mentioned that oftentimes you'll, when you do a close-up of a gymnast, that you'll see them bobbing their heads or, or moving their heads or whatever. And what you told me what they were doing. Tell the audience what they were doing. Sure. Yeah. You know how you, you know, you're watching the Olympics and you, they, the, the camera goes over to one of the athletes that are coming up and you see them closing their eyes and their heads moving around. And they're doing all these things and you're thinking, wow, what, what, what's going on? What they're doing is they're actually visualizing. They're visualizing themselves going through their individual routines, each part, you know, and seeing themselves hit each part perfectly and then finishing the routine with a stuck landing. So the visualization, you know, is, is, uh, was the big part of what, what, are, what gymnast rituals are anyway. I think that's great. I, I remember that there was some some talk about you know swimmers rituals and and batters and pitchers and all of those those things that if they don't go through it and and the other thing I think that ties along with that is what they wear um, that they have to make sure that they have that that special necklace or or that that special shirt or the hat or whatever it is and. They often don't want to be jinxed, so they don't wash these things for days. And I'm going, <laughs> I can't imagine being around you <laughs> if you haven't washed it for days. But I, un- I understand there's, there's a little bit of superstition in, in the athletic world that says, when I did this, we won. And, I want, and every time I do this, we win. So you want to maintain that um, habit, in essence, um, for winning. And I think there are obviously much, much better cleaner ways of doing that with yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure you know I, yeah you know well yeah and, and you know one of the things that you know you you hear about all the time you know like all of the um people like tony robbins or somebody they all have rituals you know mm-hmm. and and one of the biggest things that that uh, we work with now is is setting your intention mm. you know setting an intention of what you want to happen you know for this day what you want to happen in the bigger you know goal end goal or you know what you want to happen at any time you know so you know setting intentions is is a great ritual you know and um Taking time to, you know, meditate. That's another great ritual, just to calm yourself down and take breaks, you know. And I think one of the things that uh, people don't do enough in their lives and with their businesses and things is that they don't have any kind of a ritual for recovery. They go, 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 you know, they do, 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 and that, you know, they, they need to just stop, you know. And, uh, you know, you've heard of, you know, like uh, doing something, you know, uh, if you're working on your business to do it in 90 minute chunks, go 90 minutes, you know, and then take a 10 minute break, you know, and it's amazing how you come back and then you're recovered and you're ready and you have more insights and ideas and creativity. So I think, you know, rituals are a very important thing. I think so too, especially around the recovery. I love the idea of recovery, the the 90 minutes and then take 10. I I think what some people are, are concerned about is I've gotten momentum in that 90 minutes and I don't want to stop because I'll lose that momentum and then it'll take me um, a long time to get back up and running. And so if I just keep running until I literally run out of steam, um, I'll get the most done. And I know I, I don't know about you, but I don't find that to necessarily be valuable that when you run that long and you literally burn yourself out for the day, it takes longer to recover than if you just took even five minutes and, you know, re- rested, recovered, 
went to get a glass of water, whatever it might be, um, I, I think that's just as important. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Because, you know, it, it seems counterintuitive, you know, to take a break. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it, it does. But, but, it, but it's actually, it's, it's, it's really good, you know, because, it, it, you know, when your mind is rested and everything, then you, you even get more creative thoughts, you know. So, you know, you just have to kind of fight that uh, urge to say, you know, I got to go, I got to go. Because, you know, we've all been programmed that way and brought up, you know, to work hard and go, go, go. But, uh, you know, just try it, you know. And lots of things, you know, like what we do, you know, my, uh, Victoria and I is like – We'll be working and then all of a sudden we'll take a little break and we'll actually go outside, you know, take our shoes off and step on the grass and ground ourselves, you know, just ground yes. back into Mother Earth. And it's amazing that just, just doing that and, you know, it, it could be five minutes mm-hmm. and then come back in and all of a sudden you go, oh, I got this idea now. I got that idea. I, you know, we can do this, you know, and it's, it's amazing. So I suggest trying it. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I love getting out in nature. Even As you said, even if it's just for five minutes, there's, there's a sense of grounding. There's a sense of calm. And you're right. It, so many different ideas come running through. Uh, something else that you, I work with also is the moon phases. I have a wonderful program that I work with with Becky Center. And we, we go through the four phases of the moon doing you know, getting getting started, getting back into things, and then really ramping up for the second week, and the third week is to complete, and then the fourth week is all about self-care, and it's into the darkness, it's between the third quarter and the new moon, where you actually get a chance to rest the body and to rest the mind and all of that. And if you use it correctly, you're still doing stuff, but it's not at the heavy pace of the other three phases. And it really, really, really serves, uh, it serves me to do it that way and to really honor that week as myself, part of my self-recovery um, and Re- regenerating energy and that kind of thing. So fantastic. You and your wife are working on some um, some new things in the Empowered Life series, Extraordinary Life series. Yes. yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. We are, um, you know, putting together a um, three-day live event coming up in February. Um, mm-hmm. And it has to do with a lot of it with... Um, Creating an extraordinary life, and it's not in just uh, your business. It's it's in it's like twelve different areas of your life, from health to relationships to intellectual to financial to all of it. You know, and showing you know how um, these um, this formula that we were talking about here today ties in and works. You know, to help you achieve all of those areas in your life, and. Um, we're very excited about it. Uh, we also um, are doing a lot of uh, podcasts now uh, and um, interviews, uh, you know, with people. And um, she's in the process of uh, writing a book, and I'm in the process of writing a book, um, which we're very excited about. And I'm setting my goal right here on the radio station right now for having the book, my book, come out at the uh, first part of next year. Mm-hmm. So, um, audience, you heard that. Hold him accountable. Yes, thank you. I, that's one of the reasons I said it, <laughs> just so that I would be <laughs> held accountable. <laughs> so and you when, heard you, it. Yeah. when you say first of the year, do you mean January? I'm going to give it to the first quarter of the year. How's that? Okay. Okay, we'll hold you to the first quarter. 
Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. And I can do that, too. Yeah. All right. So, Gary, how, how your free gift is what? Okay. With the so, Extraordinary Life Experience. Yes. Yeah, so well, like I said, we have this uh, three-day event, live event coming up in February, and um, we would like to uh, gift you guys um, a scholarship into this uh, this three-day event. This event is usually um, $1,997, and for listening here today, um, we are going to have you guys be able to come for free. And wow. all you have to do is go to extraordinarylifeevent.com and you can sign up there and then we will send you all of the information as it comes in. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you both for your generosity. Now, Gary, I would love one or two great tips to leave our audience with at the end of the show. Well, I think, you know, so let's start at the beginning. So I would say the first thing that you want to do is is have clarity. Have clarity on what your goal and vision is. And I'll have a little hack for you on that one. Um, I don't know about you, but when somebody comes up and says, hey, Gary, what do you truly want in your life? You know, I have to stop and ponder. But if someone comes up and says, what don't you want in your life? I can rattle that right off the top of my head. So if you're having trouble with your clarity, I would start with what you don't want in your life and then just flip it to the opposite. And that'll start you on your path to being clear about what you want. And then I think the second thing would be is that you would want to really be able to identify your why because that is your motivational factor that's going to get you up every day and help you get through all the adversity and the obstacles and challenges. Um, and anything worthwhile is going to have obstacles and challenges. So make sure that you identify your burning why. Those are both fantastic. Thank you so very much. And audience, that will be part of our notes to you. Um, and thank you, Gary, so very much for being here with us today. I think you've been truly a motivational and inspirational speaker for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And audience, just remember, until next week, if you would like more information about Awaken the Leader Within or the Art of Hurting Cats Leading Teams of Leaders, please do send me an email at linda at dare the number two, leadwithlinda.com. And until next week, just remember, be courageous, dare to lead. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.